Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. I am your host, Alonda, and I'm so happy you chose to tune in today. This is episode number 29, Sexuality and Our Children. How was y'all week? Mine has been pretty all right. It's been pretty normal. This past week, I worked another 60-hour week. Um, You know, the holidays are coming up. Shay's work schedule is slower right now. Um, Got a couple things going on, so I got those hours in. However, this is also Shay's birthday week, and you know how I do. I love birthdays, so I only work three days this week, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then I'm off until Sunday again. So I'm definitely excited about that, and I'm definitely excited to take my husband out for his birthday. Um, One of his favorite comedians is going to be in town, Bill Burr. And um, should I, he might be my favorite comedian right now, too, because he is a funny guy. <laughs> but anyway, he will be here on Wednesday. Shay's birthday is actually on Thursday, the 9th. But Bill Burr will be here on Wednesday. So I'm going to take him to the comedy show. And then we're going to go somewhere to bring in his birthday. Because the show starts at 8 o'clock. I wouldn't imagine that it would go much past 10.30 or 11 p.m. And then actually 2 Chains new strip club is right around the corner from the State Farm Arena. So we might roll up in there and bring in his birthday at midnight. Stay out for probably another hour, 30 minutes to an hour, and then head home because the babysitter actually has another job that she works real early in the morning. She said that she can watch the kids until about two in the morning, but I don't want to just pop up at two, you know, so maybe be home about one-ish. That should be good. But anyway, I believe that we're going to have a good time. Um, Shoot, I'd be more excited about birthdays than anybody else, especially my husband. So I'm definitely going to make sure that he has a good birthday. Um, The kids are fine. Um, I just applied to be a parent ambassador in Tristan's classroom. Um, You have to go through a whole process, like a background check and all that stuff. Um... But I'm excited about that. If they accept me, um, I just have to dedicate like three to five hours a month to the classroom and whatever capacity that the teacher would need me and also meet with they're they're choosing a parent ambassador and an assistant parent ambassador and both of us is supposed to work together help plan parties for the class and you know help out and all that so excuse me I'm excited about doing that and I'm glad that I have a work schedule now that will allow me to be that allows me to go to his school stuff now and be able to volunteer at his school. And like I said, Shay, um, his work is slow right <clears throat> slow right now because he's a landscaper and it's out of season. So I won't have to lug Nyla around. Um I could, you know, he'll be here with her, so I look forward to it. I'm excited about it. Um, Hopefully they pick me. (laughs) Um, What else about the week? I don't think think there's anything else. Um, You know, like I said before, I'm going to, I'm preparing to have friends miss. Um, So I've been starting to get stuff together for that. Um, I'm a little disappointed because 
you know, two of my main friends from South Carolina that usually would be here, they're not going to be able to make it because they had had a prior engagement on that particular day. So that's understandable. And, you know, I can't just gear the day around, you know, certain people's schedule. So whoever can make it can make it. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. But we are still going to have a ball no matter who's there. All right, so y'all know that I've been playing around with the days that I'm going to have the podcast this last season, and I think that I done came to the conclusion that I do like it. the episodes coming out on Monday nights. So for the next season, it will be back to Monday nights at 9 p.m. Um, with that being said, you know, this is episode 29. I usually do one more episode before I take the break. But this time, I think that this is going to be my last episode for the season. Um, So this is the season finale. And, you know, I don't want to disappoint anybody, but I'm strongly considering not coming back until after the first of the year. You know, I really want to, you know get everything together to make this podcast better and more beneficial for myself and for you all. I want to be able to have guests and I want to get a little more heavy on the visuals and all of that. So I really have some planning to do. And it's the end of the year and you know, 2024 is new beginnings. A new year is new beginnings. So I have a lot of things in store for this podcast, among other things. I don't want to tell everything that I have have going on, but I will share this one thing because I just completed a project. And I'm not going to tell you all the name of the project yet, um, but one thing that I think that's very important for us to do in general is to journal. I think that sometimes you you know it's good to have a therapist or somebody that you trust that you can talk to. But sometimes it's also good for you to just vent in general. And sometimes maybe you don't have a person that you trust that you can tell about your real personal business. Nowadays, it's hard to trust people, even family members. So I think journaling is a excellent outlet for you in order to get all those emotions out just like write everything down that you're feeling on some paper or in a journal or whatever and it really helps you to process the stuff that's going on within you you know what I'm saying and then if you want to you can go back to that journal and read over you know what you went through so you could help you know, so you can try to heal from that. Or you can just, you know, burn the journal and let that symbolize like me letting go of all these issues, these emotions and never letting them back because you can't bring anything back from ashes. You know what I'm saying? So um, with that being said, I just created a journal that I am going to publish and have for sale. I'm so excited about it. I just ordered the um, sample copy and I just really can't wait to see it. And after a few tweaks, I'm going to put it out there for sale. So I'll keep you all posted. Um, Just keep an eye out. Um, I may even do an episode or just like a commercial or something like that before the first of the year because I want to say I want this journal out 
before this year is out. You know what I'm saying? All right, I had a little technical difficulties, but I was just saying that um, I want to have the journal out by the end of the year. So um, stay tuned. I may do a virtual launch. Um, just check out my Instagram page at Let's Mom Bitch. Um, I may even, um, and I may have said this, but I may even um, do another episode or like a commercial or something to, at when I launch the journal. So keep an eye out. Um, and I look forward to putting it out there and for you all to see it. And hopefully you purchase it and it will be a tool for you to begin to you know, this vent or to heal from any trauma that you may still be dealing with from the past, you know, um, it's always good to have a a good outlet. So stay tuned. I'm very excited about this new journey. All right. So I don't have anything in lieu of news reports today, but I did see this question go around on social media and it was like, fellas, do you pay on the first date or is it 50-50? And although there's nothing wrong with going 50-50, I'm just like, what happened to the gentleman? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is this even a question? And I know it was posed to men, but it's very aggravating for me because I just feel like whomever asked the person out on a date should be the one to pay. Now, if the woman asks you out on the date, then she should be the one she should be expected to pay. However, most gentlemen is not going to allow you to pay. You know what I'm saying? I just, I really hate this. I don't, I say this generation of men. I, is it the whole generation? I don't know. But all I know is like this generation of men, like they want you to go 50 50 for everything. They don't want to take you out. Like they even talking about no gifts and, or, you know, things like that until you're married. Like, what are you doing to show me? that you're the person that I want to marry. If you can't even show me that you're going to be a provider, that you're going to be nurturing and, you know, giving as, cause I'm a very giving woman. Like if I love you, we're in a relationship or whatever, like you're kind of spoiled and I'm usually spoiled as well. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it's just, it's give and take in a relationship. So just to be with a man that's like always cheap, complaining, don't want to buy nothing. Oh, we not, I can't buy nothing until we marry and all that stuff. I don't like that. So my rule of thumb, and this, this is my rules. Um, I just think it's just, I don't know, proper etiquette. I don't know. But if, you're the person that asked the other person out on the date, then you're the one that needs to be paying. How are you going to ask me on a date and expect me to pay or expect me to go half with you? Or unless when you're making the date or maybe it's not a date, you could have said, you know, would you like to meet me for lunch, you know, and I'll get the understanding that or I would automatically assume that that means I have to have my money for lunch, even if he was intending to pay. 
And on top of that, I don't go anywhere without money anyway, because you don't know how the day gonna turn out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just think that if you ask, you pay. I also think that there should be, um, I don't think it's, you know, females who go on a date with somebody and they're just ordering all the expensive things on the menu. I always, even if my homegirl say she gonna treat me to lunch or something, I always order, I order the amount of money that she orders. I usually try to ask, or he orders. I usually be like, you know, um, what you thinking about getting or whatever? And I'll see the price of what they're getting. And then that's how much my food would be or lower. I usually don't try to order anything more expensive than what the person that's paying is eating. Unless for some reason they're not eating that much and they say, oh, get what you want. Like, I'm just not going to eat that much today because of whatever reason, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to mention that that was going around because again it was real aggravating and I'm really concerned about the men that um the dating pool that my um children are gonna be in All right, y'all, I don't plan to hold you long today, but so we're going to get into the topic of the day, and that is sexuality in our children. And what prompted this episode was um, there was a post made by somebody that I'm familiar with on Facebook, and um, it basically, I mean, she said that it was in reference to something she saw and she gave her opinion so she the post that she saw was asking at what age do you allow um your children to start dating and she had said something along the lines of um the gist of it and what triggered me was they're gonna do it anyway so I just want my children to come to me and talk to me about things. Um, I don't want them to have to hide things from me. So she wasn't really giving a clear answer on what age she thought was appropriate. So other people was commenting and they were saying their age, their age, you know, groups or whatever. But I was just really concerned that she just didn't think or didn't. She well, okay, so. First, let me say this. I know that I I joke around a lot with my son and telling him that he can't date until he's 30. But I've been saying that for the past few years. You can't have a girlfriend until you're 30. So if I ask Tristan right now, when can you have a girlfriend? He going to say 30. And of course, I'm not naive to think that my child is not going to be in a relationship until he's 30. And I'm definitely not. I definitely wasn't serious about that. But I say it to let him know that being in a relationship with somebody is not more important than what you need to be doing to get yourself together in order for you to have a successful adult life. I don't want him, you know, because I... um. You know, you want your children to learn from their mistakes. And I focused a lot on boyfriends and stuff at a young age. And I went through a lot of trauma and hurt because of that. 
and it made me lose my focus on school and things like that. You know, I wasn't as motivated about school and all of that like I was about these relationships. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and I'm not saying that everybody who dates at a young age would be thinking that, but when you're young and naive and, you know, you think that you're in love and all of that stuff, then of course, you know, you can get off track. So anyway, she had said, if I'm not mistaken, she had said that um, something about making them wait until they're 16 is unrealistic because, um, you know, you so you're basically telling them they're not allowed to have feelings for somebody prior to 16 years old and that's that's um unrealistic or I forgot the word and she said but so that further made me believe that she was saying that she wanted she thought it was okay for kids to date prior to 16 and I have a problem with that um like I said although I tell Tristan 30 and I'm just playing I do think 16 17 is an appropriate age for um, children to start dating just when you start thinking about like school and that's when kind of like homecomings and school dances kind of start and yes of course you're gonna have like it's natural for you to have feelings for you know people um romantic feelings towards people but is that really what we want to promote to our young children and on top of that like Yeah, I may let Tristan and Nyla date at 16. More than likely, they will date at 16. Not to say that they can't like anybody prior to that, but you're not going to be calling anybody your boyfriend or girlfriend prior to 16. Now, if there's a, um, if your boyfriend or girl, or if you're prior to 16 and you have friends that you like and you want to do stuff with, then. I can take you all to the movies or maybe their parents can accompany you all to the movies, but you're not going anywhere on any dates with anybody prior to 16, not by yourself. You know what I'm saying? And you're not going to be calling anybody your boyfriend or girlfriend prior to 16. And I think that that's a real appropriate age because to be honest with you, I don't even want my kids to date at that age. I, I, I it's too young to me still in this day and age, but I'm going to be realistic and not naive to think that, you know, these teenagers are not going to want to have a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Again, I just don't want that to be what they're focusing on at that age. You know what I'm saying? Um, so her and I kind of went back and forth about the topic and she was kind of like, you know, you you want them sneaking around and blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want them sneaking around. But if they do sneak around, they're on punishment. There's consequences to their actions. Like, we have to stop trying to be friends with our kids. Like, I understand being sensitive and understanding and talking to your kids. But at the same time, for your minor children... There has to be rules and guidelines set in place for them to follow. And if they don't follow them, there's consequences to their their actions. And shit that's not important to me, 
a shit that's not important in general, I could give a fuck about. Like, if, and on top of that, if you're so desperate that you want to be, have a boyfriend and girlfriend prior to 16, then that shows me that you're not mature enough to be in a relationship. Because what do you need to have a boyfriend or girlfriend for prior to 16? Like, I'm not taking no... I'm not even taking no 16-year-old relationship serious at that time. I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know what I'm saying? And if they make it to 18 and out of school and they end up getting married, they was high school sweethearts, that was beautiful. But for me, I want you to focus on your education and making it out of high school. So basically the debate kind of continued. We were just still kind of going back and forth. And like, like I said, I really had a problem with the age. And I also had a problem with how she was basically saying they're going to do it anyway. So um, I'd rather for them to just talk to me about it. And I just don't like that attitude for me. I mean, now, you know, everybody parents differently, but I, I don't, I'm not about to just let them do shit because they gonna do it anyway like so i'm like um all right so we gonna let them use alcohol because they gonna do it anyway we gonna let them use drugs because they gonna do it anyway but this is what was the kicker for me (laughs) this is what made me think that i know it was personal for her because she has three girls one of her girls is 16 and the other ones maybe are like 12, 13, I don't know. Um, but they're younger. And um, she kept trying to tell me it was wishful thinking that they're not going to date, whether it's behind your back or not. And so I was like, so if your 13-year-old daughter tell you she's having sex, you going to be cool with that because she told you? <laughs> Yes, I want my 13-year-old daughter to talk to me. But if she talks to me and tells me something that I don't agree with, I'm not going to holler and scream and yell and be strict on her, beat her ass or whatever the case may be. But I'm going to have a serious talking to her. If she tells me that she's having sex at a young age, we are going to have some serious conversation she is going to be in trouble she is going to be on punishment and she's not going to have the freedom like she had for a while because now I can't trust you you know why not because she's human and she's gonna like boys and because you know she's gonna do it anyway but because she's a child and she don't need to be out there opening her legs to anybody And the same thing with a boy, with my son. If I find out he's having sex at 13, he's going to be on punishment. He's not going to have the freedom like he had because I don't trust him. We're going to have a serious talking. We're going to be contacting the other parents. We're going to be, and this is for my daughter too, we're going to be going to the clinic (laughs) and making sure we're straight. And yeah, they're on punishment. And no, I can't watch them 24-7. And I can't stop them from doing it again. 
I'm not not naive to think that, but they will have a clear understanding of my expectations, the reasons behind why I'm saying this and doing this, and hopefully they will understand where I'm coming from. Now, of course, some kids may not, you know, and they will accept the consequences for that, whether those consequences is punishment for me or whether those consequences is getting their self in tough spots like teenage pregnancy, getting STDs or something like that. And that's what they have to learn from their mistakes. But I'm not about to just sit back and just condone some shit that I don't think that is right because of the idea that they're going to do it anyway. And I don't suggest that any other parent does that. Now, my mom was a little different. My mom, first of all, my mom had me on lockdown. Like, I couldn't leave the porch without permission. I couldn't go nowhere unless she knew the people I was going with. Like, I really had to have my story down for me to get out the door to go to certain events or she gonna shut that shit down. Like, I was on lockdown. And then when I was not on lockdown anymore, which was my senior year of high school, I was buck wild. And yes, prior to that, I I had sex young. I was sneaking around and, you know, you do find ways and places to do stuff at. You do. I'm never going to be naive to that. But I, I definitely agree with old girl on wanting her kids to talk to, to her. I definitely want my kids to talk to um, me. My mom was very approachable in that as well. Like when it came to stuff like that, she wanted us to discuss it with her. Now, of course, I didn't discuss everything with her. But one thing she always told me, she told me early on, you know, if you once you start having sex, you need to start going to the doctor and getting checked out. Um, You need to start going to the gynecologist and all that stuff. And yes, I started having sex early. And thank goodness, my mom told me to start going to the gynecologist because at that time, we had this this place in Pennsylvania. It was called a family planning. And at family planning, you could go to the gynecologist at that office at whatever age, and you didn't need parental permission. And they couldn't release any information about you to your parents. Um... So when I started having sex, I immediately started going to family planning and I did give them permission to tell my mom stuff. Um, But, you know, you just know that you didn't have to. And I really I actually think that that is a good thing to have in situations like this because you never know. And if you think about it like this, if I think about it like this. Had I had not started going to family planning when I did, I probably wouldn't be talking to you all right now because I had, um, I was one step away from having cervical cancer. And had I, my mom had not told me by the time they would have found it, I could have been dead. You know what I'm saying? And when I started developing it, it happened rapidly. Like I had a pep smear that was abnormal and then they wanted to start checking me every, I want to say it was every three months. So by the time I got to the three month part, it was so bad. Like it had 
multiplied rapidly. And that's when, you know, they said I was only one step from cancer. And um, I don't want to get, you know, y'all know I'm a nurse and I don't want to, I feel like I need to have a special guest to go more in depth with this conversation. But the reason why I was a step from cervical cancer is because this may be something that y'all don't know, but sperm eats away at your cervix. And when you have, you know, when you're having sex unprotected, you can get, you get, you know, like I said, it eats away at your cervix, but you also get, you can get HPV, which is a, it is sexually transmitted, but it is the virus that has certain strains of like cancer and, you know, like genital warts and things like that. And, um, the virgin that I had was cancer causing. Like there's, there's so many different strains of it, but the virgin that I had was cancer causing and it was of a result from sex. And, um, like I said, had, I had not had, my mom had never told me did I need to start going to the doctor? I wouldn't be talking to you all right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I went through a process with that for a while. Then I ended up having to have um, a large portion of my cervix removed. And then I was having, you know, pep smears every couple of years. I mean, well, every couple of months. And then it finally started going back to yearly. And this is one thing that aggravates me now about pep smears. Now you're not even required to get a pep smear every year. And I think that's so stupid because I went through a situation where in a, a matter of three months, I was about, I just was about to have cancer. You know what I'm saying? So now y'all not even, it's not even routine anymore for people to have pep smears every year. I want to say it's like every three years. And I just think that that's crazy. So I kind of got a little off track, but, um, so getting back to the topic at hand, um, I asked her, you know, if the 13-year-old told you she was having sex, is that cool? Because she um, told you about it. And she was like, of course, I would be upset about my 13-year-old having sex. But, and this was the kicker for me. She was like, just because they're dating, that don't mean that they're going to have sex. I was floored. I was floored because this whole time, we're going back and forth about the age and how, you know, it's wishful thinking. She was telling me it was wishful thinking that um, the kids are going to wait until they're 16 to date. But you don't think that it's wishful thinking that if they're dating, they're not going to be having sex in this day and time with the sexy reds and the lottos and all that. Like, we grew up to little Kim and Trina and them. But that shit, that type of music and stuff was still frowned upon. It still was. You're still kind of discreet in listening to them. Like, it was so much backlash in the community about those artists at that time. When now, like, your daughter and and you, you the daughter and the mama is bopping the sexy red. <laughs> and, and all of them very sexually explicit lyrics. And sex is so like, what's the word for it now? 
I mean, it's just so like people don't have any inhibitions anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like kids are having sex at such an early age. Like when I wasn't thinking about sex at nine and 10, these kids are, I think I mentioned something before about, um, one of my friend's daughter, like she had found, she's 10 years old, only a year older than Tristan. And she had found some inappropriate text messages between her and a boy in her phone and those text messages was talking about having anal sex i couldn't imagine my 10 year old having anal sex sex in general but anal sex like what the fuck you know about that and how they know about that is because sex is just so publicized now so if if you think that your daughters or your children in general are not going to be having sex because they're dating you are a damn fool like i'm not even gonna say wishful thinking you're a damn fool and there ain't that much talking in the world that you're gonna be able to do to them she's gonna be coming to you telling you that she's having sex because you made it comfortable for her to come to you have sex, which that part is fine, but you're also making it okay for her to go and have sex. Because why are we allowing young kids to date? That's what I'm saying. Why are we allowing them to date so young? Like it has to be some consequences to, it has to be some consequences. It has to be some rules that needs to be followed. Like I'm so serious about this. Like I said, I I can, I'm saying all of this and my child may have sex at 13. You know what I'm saying? No, we can't stop that. But we also have to trust that our teaching and our conversations and stuff like that will, and we have to have those conversations with them. So that will just at least put something in their head saying, well, you know, um, mom's been telling me this for a long time maybe i'll just wait when you're not telling your children nothing things and you're not talking to them about these subjects that's why we need to start the sex talks early like when we're not talking to them about these subjects by the time you decide that you may want to talk to them about it it may be too late you have to start that conversation early on and that's why at nine years old like i said by like shoot maybe five years old i was telling tristan you can't have a girlfriend until you're dirty you know what i'm saying (laughs) and i don't see tristan even like thinking about girls like he's just now like every time he tell me he has like a female friend i'm like you know you're not allowed to have a girlfriend might be like i know it's just my friend you know what i'm saying so the only thing that i can do and i don't want to babble on about this The only thing that I can do is continue to talk to him, you know, about what's important, school, getting your education. It's all right to have a girlfriend and be in love and get married one day, but that's not going to be your main focus. That does not need to be your main focus in school. And, you know, as Nyla's coming up, I'm really going to be on her, especially with the, you know, because women are more, girls are more vulnerable, I believe, than, um boys are in those situations so I just really that's one thing that I'm going to talk heavily with them about and just pray that they make the appropriate decision
So that was my little opinion on on um kids and dating and sexuality and all of that stuff. Um, you know, at the end of the day, to each his own, how you choose to raise your child and how I choose to raise my child is different. It could be two different outcomes. It could be the same outcome, bad or good. But um, I do feel really feel like that the bottom line is, you know, you do have to talk to your children and you would like for them to talk to you about whatever. But for me, it really comes down to their personality. Like, it's already hard to get stuff out of Tristan. Um, and I'm a very approachable mom. You know what I'm saying? So, like, anybody, it's just hard because he just automatically thinks he's going to get in trouble no matter who he's talking to. There's not one person that he'll open up to more than another. He's just to himself, and that's in his nature. He's an Aquarius. That's in their nature. Nyla... I don't know how she's going to be yet. She's a Taurus. You know, I'm big on Zodiac signs, if y'all don't know. I um, I really feel like Zodiac signs, you can really tell, you know, you can tell who's a certain Zodiac sign by the way that they act. Um, so, you know, I know that Nyla already don't take any mess. Um, Nyla's going to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. Um hopefully, you know, for both of my children, we'll be able to talk to them and encourage them to lean a little more towards right than wrong. Um, but it's all in due time. Um, with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. I really, really appreciate the support. Um, I don't know when I'll be back. Um, I will post on my Instagram page and my Facebook page when new episodes will come out uh, it's more than likely going to be after the first of the year but again i thank you all for tuning in if you would like to send me an email you can email me at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com you can send me a dm on instagram at let's mom bitch i have a facebook page at let's mom bitch and i have a youtube channel at let's mom bitch please like share and subscribe I really love your feedback Um, during this break. I'm going to try to get better with promoting. I'm going to be posting and reposting all the episodes. This particular episode will not be a YouTube video. Um, I just didn't have a time to do the video this time. So um, this is all audio. But hopefully in the beginning of the year, I will be able to improve greatly on the video i have been doing the last couple episodes on video and i'm proud of myself for that so continue to pray for me continue to listen continue to share the podcast and i will talk to you all again soon bye